Hello, and welcome to another episode of Roushing the Judgment. Uh, this one's a little different, I think, in two ways. One, I think it might be a little shorter. Uh, and two, I'm going to start with the plug because, I mean, I think this plug is closer to like an actual sponsor, I'd say, in the sense that like, you know, it is just a business I naturally have an affinity for, um, but I could see it actually becoming like more of a regular plug and kind of a long-term business relationship. So this episode is brought to you by Honorary Kin. It is a company a friend and colleague of mine founded not too long ago. Uh, Honorary Kin, that's spelled H-O-N-O-R-A-R-Y, and then Kin, K-I-N. You can go to honorarykin.com to learn a little bit more uh, of what they're about. But for now, I'll just tell you that, you know... um, it basically helps people build community through journaling and events and, um, you know, kind of experiences like that. So obviously as a writer, that really resonates with me. You know, I have uh, a lot of physical notebooks and journals that I've kept and stored over the years. And I also do kind of my little online note-taking. I've been to uh, one, two maybe, at least one, maybe two honorary can events so far. Um, I see a lot of potential for the business. You know, I think they already have more than a thousand people or something like that on their email list. And uh, yeah, basically, if you like meeting new people, if you like journaling, writing, if you just are looking for new ways to uh, try to bond with people, try to take care of your mental health, and, um, you know, or maybe if you're just feeling lonely, feeling like you're lacking community, lacking people in your life who understand you or who are listening to you, uh, I think it's a great thing to try. And yeah, um, I thought it was a good sponsor for this episode because it's a travel episode, but it's also kind of like a kind of heartwarming, you know, family and friends episode too. Um, So not too long ago, back in April uh, 2023, uh, I went to a wedding in Dallas and I went there because... um, my wife's friend and my friend too, Haley, uh, our, our friends Haley and Harry uh, got married. And it was, you know, just amazing to see that happen because I think definitely Margarita has known the two of them throughout the whole relationship. I guess I have too. Yeah. Yeah. I think I. I think I met Haley like right before they started dating, which was back in like 2016, 2017, I think. Um, So yeah, so it's been cool to like, 
you know, see them go through the whole course of their relationship from like, you know, being friends to then dating and living together and now being married and thinking about, uh, you know, just the next big steps in their lives. Um, and like Margarita and I, they met, uh, I'm pretty sure they met through NYU and, um, Haley, uh, they're both white, but different flavors of white, you know, Haley's like Southern, like from Georgia, um, Harry is, uh, Ashkenazi like me, you know, white, um, Jewish white. And, uh, yeah, I mean, they definitely like are not, you know, the typical kind of couple you would expect, right? Like, you know, you typically don't imagine like a kind of Southern woman with a bit of a Southern accent being with a, um, you know, Ashkenazi guy from LA. Uh, but yeah, they, you know, just met at NYU and fell in love. And then, um, I think because Haley's, uh, father and his family live in Dallas, they decided they were going to have the wedding in Dallas and Margarita, was one of Haley's bridesmaids. Um, so obviously, you know, they know me too. I was invited as well, and I was Margarita's plus one. So uh, we went to Dallas, and um, it was the first time I'd ever been to Texas. Had not been to Texas before. I mean, I had been to airports in Texas, which gives you maybe like a slight taste of Texas culture, because like, I mean, like in any place, you know, the airports try to show off certain aspects of local culture, but obviously it's not the same as actually going outside the airport, staying in a hotel or with uh, someone in their home or in an Airbnb or whatever. Um, so we stayed in a hotel in downtown Dallas, and uh, the wedding was at the Dallas Botanical Garden. Um, which was really nice, you know? I mean, I think any botanical garden is nice. I don't know if I've heard of anyone say that they went to a botanical garden and it was really shitty. Uh, but, you know, I thought the Dallas one was good. Like, obviously, you know, it's not as big and sprawling and as extensive as, like, the the New York City botanical gardens, but... You know, that makes sense. I mean, Dallas is a smaller city. Um, and it was interesting because, like, even just going home from the airport, I learned some interesting things about Dallas that I hadn't seen in any other city. And it might be helpful, actually, uh, for me in the future and maybe for my friend, too, because he's having his bachelor party in Dallas in December, we're going to go see a, um, I think it's an Eagles Cowboys game. And so I'm going to be there again and maybe I'll be able to be more helpful, uh, to him and the rest of the group. Um, one thing I immediately noticed, although this was only because it was hailing is that apparently it's common in Dallas to like, stop your car in the middle of a bridge or sorry uh, to stop your car under a bridge in the middle of a freeway or highway 
to protect it from hail and maybe other types of precipitation too. It was crazy. Like the, the Uber driver was taking us from the airport to our hotel and it started hailing and suddenly just like, I'd say maybe like more than 60, maybe even like, like 75% of the cars on the road just stopped in the middle of a freeway uh, under a bridge to protect their cars from hail. And obviously that's really fucking dangerous. And um, I had never seen anything like that before. Like I've been driving in the middle of storms and, you know, of course you see that people go slower but I've never seen them completely stop. Or if they have stopped, they've actually bothered to go over into one of the shoulder lanes, right? Where they're not actually on the freeway anymore. But people didn't do that. They stayed in the main lanes and just stopped under the bridge and tried to wait out the hail. And um, we were talking to other people about that. And they said like, yeah, I mean, residents like Dallas natives and they were saying yeah we don't really know why but people are like a lot more precious about their cars here like they really don't want their cars getting messed up more than necessary um so i don't know why that is i mean even the the natives couldn't even explain it to us you know they're just like that's just a thing um and then it, it, this leads me into my next point which is that you know, we took a decent amount of like Ubers and, and cabs and things like that. And the drivers in Dallas were a lot weirder on average than drivers in other places I've been to. Like the guy who drove us from the airport to our hotel when we arrived, um, after he saw the cars stop under the bridge to prevent you know, to reduce the amount of hail that was going to hit their car. He started making these baby noises. And at first I, I understood. I was just like, okay, yeah, he's making baby noises to try to make fun of them and say that like they're babies for like not wanting a little extra hail to hit their car and to being so, you know, for being so precious about it to the point where they would obstruct traffic and do something very dangerous, um, you know, just to have a little bit less hail hit their cars. So I, at first I got it, but then like we passed the bridge for like a while and he kept making the baby noises, like just intermittently, just randomly kind of mumbling to himself and then talking to us. And then making those baby noises over and over again. And it's like, yeah, yeah I, I get it, man. You know, they're, they're babies, but we're like miles and miles away from that already. It's not even hailing anymore. So that was weird. Um, and he also was listening to conservative talk radio, which uh, I'm not saying that to, to say that, you know, he was listening to that because he's weird. Like I try not to judge people so much for their politics because I don't like it when they do that to me. Um, 
you know, I, I've met people who listen to conservative talk radio and are perfectly like normal, decent people, um, you know, in the same way that like, if I find out that someone is like a Rachel Maddow listener or something like that, or, you know, they're like really into the, the centrist, you know, neoliberal places like MSNBC and CNN, like I try not to make assumptions about their character, but, um, you know, that did definitely give kind of that flavor of being in Dallas, right? Like there are more conservative talk radio channels, um, and, uh, yeah, you know, I mean, the, I, the content of what was being spoken on the conservative talk radio was not anything new. I mean, pretty much any conservative talk radio you listen to these days, a lot of it is like sort of criticizing Biden, but weirdly from the right instead of from the left, which... I always think is interesting, like you meet conservative people who legitimately think Biden is some sort of like far leftist who is like, you know, like the, like they think Biden is not conservative enough, which is just mind blowing to me. You know, like I, if you know anything about Joe Biden's history as a politician, like he basically has always been one of the most conservative Democrats. Um, he, he, I mean, he really is, is, he might as well be a Republican. Like, it's not really, like, when you're that conservative as a Democrat, like, there isn't really much of a difference. I mean, there isn't much of a difference often in how they vote, no matter how conservative or, or progressive they say they are. Like, a lot of their votes will end up being the same on really important issues. But um, anyway, yeah, you know, listen to the typical uh, conservative talk radio. And then, um, oh, yeah. And speaking of driving, uh, one of the drivers said uh, people are very aggressive about not letting you change lanes in front of them. Like they really, if they see that you're going to change lanes in front of them, then they'll really just want to pass you, which is interesting. I mean, people do that in a lot of places, but like I could tell even just from when he was driving that that was more of an issue in Dallas. So it's interesting, just all these little driving things. And then also we had um, uh, Uber and Lyft drivers who were really, really anxious about seatbelts. And it's like, okay, I get it. Like, you know, seatbelts are important. You're required by law to put them on. But they were like really, really anxious about it. Like triple checking that we all had our seatbelts on. Like not even putting the car into drive until we all had everything on. You know, that's definitely very different than New York where it's like, they're not even going to ask you about it you know, they don't really care. They're going to start driving before you put it on. I've even had drivers in New York where they weren't putting their seatbelts on. So that, you know, just, it seems like just a lot about the driving culture is different. Um, and also we had a Lyft driver who said the car wasn't hers and she was being monitored all the time. And that, yeah, I didn't, 
for whatever reason, they're just the drivers on average in Dallas, at least in my experience, were like more paranoid, a little weirder. Um, except this one guy who drove us who was like super, super normal and he was nice to talk to. But um, yeah, and then, you know, from driving around, you notice that the city is very spread out. Uh, it's not very dense at all, but it is big. You know, it's sort of similar to LA in that way where, you know, like New York City, especially Manhattan, it's like a super, super small like patch of land, but it's so fucking dense and everything is just built up so high and you have such small apartments. Um, So Dallas is not like that. Like it's more spread out. Um, You definitely see a lot of like Texas iconography going around. You see more of the Lone Star symbol. more religious signs and symbols just on people's houses, on billboards, on the side of the road. You know, it's definitely like people are more serious about Christianity there on average. Big Latino population, uh, you know, not super surprising because Texas is near the border. And then when we were talking to people, I noticed that... um, the most people don't really have like an accent, like a super like noticeable, like thick Texan accent, which I was expecting. But I think sometimes, you know, if you haven't been to Texas and you've just have seen like sort of the media representation of Texas, then I think the presence of the accent is really exaggerated and it's not really there as much as you'd think um the part that was more accurate to me is that people do say y'all more often there um you'll definitely hear that more often just you know when you're out or at a restaurant or whatever it is just more people say y'all on average you know that stereotype i think was pretty accurate but I don't think y'all has to be like a purely like Southern thing. Like I say y'all just because to me it just saves time talking and it's an easy way to say like all of you, you know, and it's it's gender neutral. Like I think it's just a nice word to use. Um, oh, also I noticed that Ted Lasso is really popular there. I don't know anything about Ted Lasso. Uh, I've heard of it. I've seen ads. Apparently it's very popular, especially in Texas and places like that. I I don't know anything about it. Um, People have recommended it to me, so maybe I'll try it someday. And then, yeah, just to talk a bit about the wedding, uh, I thought that was interesting because it was like this mixture of like Jewish and kind of Southern culture. Like I've never in my life seen Jewish guys wearing bolo ties before I went to this wedding. And I thought that was really funny. I was like, this is the first time I've seen this and I'm probably never going to see this again. A bunch of Jewish guys wearing bolo ties. Um... 
And I guess other than that, maybe there wasn't much like super Texas-y about the wedding. Uh, it was kind of just, you know, there were people who were from Texas or who, you know, live in Dallas. And there were also people like us who were flying in. Um, I don't think, I can't remember if they did the stomping on the glass thing. Because Harry's Jewish and Harry and Haley go to synagogue and she she's took his last name. Um, and they did have a rabbi. That was like the big part of the wedding, I guess, that was very Jewish. Is like they had a rabbi, female rabbi there. Um, and uh, she was really nice. Like we ended up talking to her. Um, yeah, I can't remember if they stomped on the, the glass. Um, I think they did. I should double check with them. Cause that's obviously like a big, like Jewish wedding thing is you have a rabbi and a chuppah and you stomp on the glass. Um, and, and there was a reception as well and all that good stuff. But, um, yeah, I guess I'll conclude by saying that I do recommend Jewish weddings and weddings in general. Kind of lukewarm on Dallas, um, you know, like, because we kept, we kept trying to do something and people didn't really have a ton to recommend for us to do. And we asked, like, people who were living there and grew up there like, oh, how do you like it here? And they were kind of like, eh, it's okay. Like, I'm probably going to try to leave if I can. Um, and some of them talked about it becoming more gentrified, like a lot of uh, wealthy people from California and other places like that coming there um, because of the pandemic or, you know, taxes or whatever reason. Um, so, yeah, you know, like, I don't want to, like, be a dick and, like, insult uh, a whole city or anything like that. But to be fair, like, the, the people who lived there were, like, didn't really have anything great to say about it. So, you know... We'll see, like maybe I'll have a really different experience when um, I go in December for my friend's bachelor party. Uh, you know, we're gonna do football game and a rodeo and all kinds of stuff like that. So I feel like those things like will be really fun regardless. And maybe that will kind of change my perception because maybe, you know, seeing like the stadium and doing the rodeo, maybe I'll end up feeling like, oh, like, this is really cool. And this is something that really could only be done in Dallas. Um, so we'll see. Yeah, I guess I will wrap it up there. Uh, this has been another little travel episode for um, Roush in a Judgment. And remember to check out Honorary Kin. That's H-O-N-O-R-A-R-Y. Um, K-I-N, honorarykin.com. You can check out their workshops and uh, 
you know, eventually they're going to be expanding their offerings. So again, just if you love uh, journaling, if you're just looking for more of a sense of community and new ways to bond with people, I recommend checking it out. And as usual, you can support this podcast, you know, make it easier for me to have the funds to produce more of this content, to get more guests, maybe do some other interesting things. Uh, You can support by buying one of my two novels, Teach Me How to Die, or um, The Last of the Mentally Ill on Amazon. And of course, uh, you can donate now directly on Spotify. I'm pretty sure we have that set up now. Let me know, though, if you don't see it. You can become a uh, donor on Patreon. And yeah, um, I, I think it's going to be a long time until the Roush review comes out and our email list and everything like that is really tuned up just because there's like a lot of design and development work to do for all of it. But for now, Roush in a Judgment is going to keep cranking out episodes every Friday, um, 2 p.m., roughly. And uh, yeah, just stay tuned. Let me know if you want more travel episodes. And I'll keep cranking that out. I I think I already have um, something about Ireland on the queue. So I know that is coming up for sure. But let me know if you want me to talk about any other places I've been to. Obviously, you know, I've been to Lebanon, I've been to Iran, uh, Jordan, Philippines. Um, Of course, I've been to other places in the U.S. I can always do episodes about that. So until the next time, have a wonderful day. See you later. Adios.